0: Let's give some takeaways from last night's Spurs loss to the 76ers. Reaction to Peter Jay's Holtz comments regarding the state of the Spurs. And we're going to discuss you, the Lockdown Spurs YouTube fan comment. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Rod,
1: And I'm RC from the Cybertron
0: experience. and you're listening to Lockdown Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia. Spurs writer for Ken's Five, San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Make sure to follow me on X at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every single day. You guys are the everydayers, and we appreciate you subscribing to us, whether it be on, you know, YouTube like <laughs> YouTube. The Kins 5 Plus app, uh, seriously, the list goes on and on. iTunes, Spotify, and yeah, we have a good show for you today. We're going to be give, giving you, or I'm going to be giving you my uh, quick takeaways from last night's Spurs loss to the 76ers. Yeah, it was, uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, Embiid and we all know what happened. They're going to bring in our guest, first time guest here, right here on Lockdown Spurs, Matt Guzman. He's a student at Missouri. And we're going to be discussing uh, basically you, the Locked On Spurs fans, some YouTube comments, and the recent comments made by Peter J. Holt regarding the state of the Spurs. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right. So about last night. Look. You know, the, we all know Joel Embiid just had himself a career night, 70 points, dropped it on the Spurs, and that is a large shadow, you know, figurative, figuratively and literally uh, from the big man in Philadelphia. You know, 70 points, you know, kudos to him. You got to tip your cap to him. Uh, you know, broke the Sixers record for the most points scored in a single game. So congratulations to Joel. But despite that great performance by Embiid, The Spurs, you know, there were some great moments to highlight, and I'm going to pick three of them right now. And number one is three-point shooting. Uh, The Spurs came out hot, you know, in that first period, you know, connecting on, uh, you know, about five or three-pointers. They finished 13 three shots made. So that's a good sign to see. The three-point shot not falling has been an issue for this team. So to see the three ball falling down, that was a good sight to see. Hopefully the Spurs can continue that coming up next against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Next one is Victor Wimbayama. Yeah, Wimby watch here, you know, once again, thrills. I mean, look, if it wasn't for Embiid, I'm pretty sure everybody we're talking about right now is Embiid. I'm sorry, uh, Wimby's performance against Embiid. If Embiid didn't have the 70 points, you know, he finished with 33 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and 28 minutes of play. So he had himself a great night, you know, one of his best nights so far. It was just that shadow casted by Embiid, 70 points that, you know, put a damper and celebration on Wimby's uh, performance. But it's good to see him, uh, you know, again, having himself an impact on the court on both ends. You know, Popovich talked about uh, Wimby's adjustment to the NBA and what's been surprising him so far. And one of the things he highlighted was Wimby's adjustment to the physicality of the NBA. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, you saw Wimby just really being aggressive around the rim, uh, finishing with dunks, taking advantage of his height, scoring on Embiid. It was just, yeah, Embiid's, uh, you know, 70.9. You you, you can't ignore that. But once again, a good outing from the rookie from France. The final takeaway is the Spurs got scoring six players in double-figure scoring, led by Wimby's 33 Devin Vassell's 22, highlight for him, back-to-back 20-plus point outings for him. You know, Trey Jones with 12 points. By the way, he did get hurt late in the game, exited the game. Looks like he will not be back uh, based on what we saw on that court. And then we saw Doug McDermott with 13 points off the bench, and uh, Jeremy Sohan with 14 points, and Julian Champagne with 12 points. So, you know, the Spurs got some scoring, uh, and they kept it close. You know, just because uh, Joel Embiid has so many points, you know, you would think it probably was a rout of the Spurs uh, by Philadelphia, but it wasn't. The Spurs only really lost by ten points. They were still hanging in there. Uh, you know, it was just you know too much MB, and the Spurs even won the fourth period, at thirty-four to twenty-nine. So, uh, you know, despite that great performance by the Sixers center, you know, the, Spurs, the Spurs still held tight. They still made it a game. You know, they they didn't they didn't you know hang their heads low. They kept on fighting, you know, to keep it close despite the performance by Embiid was really good to see. So those are some three uh, highlights, takeaways from last night's loss to the 76ers. Up next is a big one, Thunder, Wemby, Chet Holmgren, Rookie of the Year talk. Yeah, all that good stuff this Wednesday night out in San Antonio. Coming up next, we're going to bring in our guest, Matt Guzman. He is a student at Missouri. I got a chance to meet with him uh, during a uh, few Spurs games and Spurs events. Uh, he was there uh, covering the team, uh, you, know, you know, just to learn the, the ropes and everything in media. So we're going to be discussing with him the Lockdown Spurs YouTube fan comments and Peter Jay's host recent comments about the state of the Spurs. That's next on Lockdown Spurs. Hey, I want to talk about Fanduel. Hey, the NFL uh, postseason is here. So it's time for you to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, very user-friendly, convenient, easy to navigate. and There's so many different ways uh, you can bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new par, uh, Explorer tab, that is, and... They have the Parlay Hub. We could go make a parlay and find the best way to find the popular parlays by using the FanDuel Parlay Hub on that app. So many ways uh, to bet and have fun and get in all the action with FanDuel. You want to visit FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This is Zach Aguilar, the voice of Tanjiro Kamado, and you're listening to Locked on Spurs with Jeff Garcia. And we are now back right here on Lockdown Spurs with the first-time guest right here on Los. He is Matt Guzman. Now you're probably wondering well, who's Matt. Well, one good thing about working in the media and uh, being in the media room at Spurs games, you meet new people and new viewpoints and new friends. That's what Matt is. I met Matt during uh, he had a little stint with the with the media working session. Uh, I think for school purposes, right, Matt? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was yeah. a little bit different than that. We can get into that in a second, but yes. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, I got to know Matt a little bit more. Uh, he came to me for some advice. I said, you know what? Let's bring on Matt. Let's let's, let's bring in the young kids now, you know, because <laughs> this guy's getting too old right now. Uh, we got to bring you some fresh blood. Again, he is Matt Guzman. Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so I'm a sophomore at the University of Missouri, so I'm up here in Columbia right now, but all of my extended family is from San Antonio, so I'm there as much as I can be. Whenever I'm back home, I split time between where I live in Austin and where they live in San Antonio. And so I actually got a gig working for Inside the Spurs on Fan Nation, and I was able to get sent to games because I was in the area, and that's where we met. Um, that was for that. So it wasn't necessarily a school thing, but mm-hmm. I did get the opportunity through the university. Um, mm-hmm. When I reached out, they were like, oh, you're at University of Missouri. Of course, we'd love to have you because that, you know, that J-School tag does do a little bit of good for sure um but yeah so that's about me i've been covering the team since last february so the end of last season into this whole off season and then so far through this midway point um and i was born and raised a spurs fan as well so i've been around the team quite often and this is just the first time i'm getting to be around the team um you know in person it's been great and i appreciate you having me on and taking the time to do this
0: yeah not a problem yeah i think matt and i actually met for the first time at a christmas event the spurs put on at the uh, frost center uh they're giving away uh beds. I'm not kidding, they're giving away beds uh mm-hmm. to a group of uh local athletes, and then from there, you know, I got to know Matt a little bit more. And uh then we sat next to each other in the meteor session. Oh, we sat the row ahead of me. Yeah, you sat in the chair right in front of me yeah. and I sat mm-hmm. the row behind you. Yeah. So we would just strike up conversation, and then the more I got to know Matt, I said, you know, I think he might be a good guest for lockdown spurs. So of course, you know, he comes on lockdown spurs with probably one of the most heaviest topics. In recent uh, week, a be days, Peter J. holds comments about the state Absolutely. of the team and where it's going. So, Matt, again, appreciate you coming on Lockdown Spurs. Make sure to follow Matt on X. You see it on your screen at Matt G Z M A N. Do that right now, Matt. Let's dive into this. You know, talk Absolutely. about uh, some heavy, some heavy lifting to start your uh, first time here, and that is Peter <laughs> J. holds recent comments about the state of the team and where it's going. Needless to say, Matt, not a lot of Spurs fans liked it. Now, some did. But the majority of them did not like it. In a nutshell, he spoke with French media outlet Lequipe, Le Keep and in uh, just in summation, just said they're not going to rush the process. They're not going to skip steps. They're not worried about Wimbayama leaving if the losing seasons continue. They do like his development. In a nutshell, they're not going to worry about winning right now. That's basically what it is. Matt. A lot, Not a lot of Spurs fans like to hear that. They want they want that win now mentality, right. like go right. get it now. Do, do you like what Peter J. Holt had to say about the state of the team? Do you think not skipping step is the right approach, or do you think you know, no, they need to fast forward this just to keep Wimby happy? You know, I think it, there's an argument to be made that, you know, if you've got a
1: superstar that's supposed to be the future of your franchise – You have to keep them happy. You have to make sure that they're staying so that they can be that future of the franchise. But I think that if there's anything that he's proven to us this season that's off of the basketball court, it's that Victor is very different from your traditional, Mm -hmm. I guess your young superstar. Um, You know, right away, when he came in, when he was drafted, he said he wanted to be good at every part of the job. That even meant media. You don't hear that very often. You know, he's very thoughtful with his answers. Anytime you ask him a question, he's very, very good about listening. Now, I think that, Obviously, there is a need and there there should be, you know, that priority to keep him happy. But at the same time, I think he is happy. I think he's very, I think he's really just immersing himself in the NBA and the culture. Um, and I don't think it should be an A1 concern that he's going to leave because they're losing. Because I think that, him, honestly, in his mind, I think he wants to be the guy to turn the Spurs around and to get them back yeah. to those winning ways that they had. So he'd rather be in this position than kind of be thrown into a mediocre role somewhere else. Obviously, with his skill set, he probably wouldn't but this is kind of a very unique area for him to be in. He really is the number one option right now. And I don't think I liked what Peter J. Holt had to say, because they're, they're, I guess, stressing the importance of being very intentional with this process. Mm -hmm. You know, they know what they have in Victor. They know that they have other good stars around him. They're all very young. Mm -hmm. This is the youngest team in the league, you know, Mm -hmm. and, there is something to be said that he should be kept happy but i think that by not rushing the process i think by focusing on his development he's going to be plenty happy that's kind of how what yeah. my takeaways were
0: yeah and look i'm gonna i'm gonna show how the big age gap between me and matt right now um matt you and your generation of spurs fans grew up with nothing but this team winning that's it that's, that's it. Right. nothing but winning yeah. decades and decades of playoffs titles deep playoff runs great regular seasons Uh, You know, I come from when the Spurs first came to San Antonio and that wasn't the thing. Right. And so I'm used to the up and down of of a pro franchise. You know, you look at look at the Cavs know, when LeBron left, you know, they went down. They went down fast and they're slowly coming back up. So this is just a natural process. But I understand. So I get where the younger generation Spurs fans want to see the right now, you know, where's our river parade Where's our Fiesta right, and Spurs playoffs combo? Where is that? And that yeah. has been, been ex- non-existent for the last five years. But, you know, I I started thinking like, well, is there a happy middle? You, you know, to we don't want to rush the process, but we can maybe get things going. Like, maybe not slam on the gas pedal. Right, absolutely. Maybe, okay, we're going into the next stretch of highway that says, oh, our speed limit now is 60, you know. Uh, and I think that's where the Spurs are positioned. You look at them right now, you know, I mean, I I lost count how many draft picks they got. I mean, it's just tons of them first and second rounders. They do have a lot of cash, flexible cap space, but Matt, what about tradable assets, AKA current Spurs players? Where do you think the Spurs should stand on that? Is it pretty much everybody else, but Wimby is on the table. Where do you fall on that? So I think right now, the way that they stand, obviously the point guard
1: is that biggest, you know, they need to hit something there, Um, whether that's Trey Jones taking the next step or whether that's bringing somebody in. Um, I would honestly say, like, I think it's not exactly Victor and everybody else, but there is... There should be a consideration where if you have a star on another team, if you have somebody that you can eye, you have the draft picks, you have the players, you have the young talent that teams want in return for these stars. And you have the allure of Victor Weminyama for another mm-hmm. player who would want to come to the Spurs. Um, yeah. I would say Trey Jones is untouchable right now, just because if you're going to go get a point guard, you're going to want to have a backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't deal your only point guard just to get another one. Right. Um, and I would say Devin Vassell is locked in for, you know, the next five years of his contract, he should not be dealt. But I mean, guys like Doug McDermott, like Jetty Osmond, even Jeremy Sohan in the right deal, I could see being a very, I could see being a good deal for both teams. Um. But I definitely don't think that it's just Victor and everybody else. But there definitely is some consideration to be made, especially around, you know, guys like DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray, you know, who's yeah. been kind of floating around everywhere. But um, I, I do see that, you know, there there's a lot of fans and a lot of the fan base who wants just to go all in and bring a bunch of stars in and try to get it done. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right approach. I don't know how you, uh, how you feel about that, but yeah. that's kind of how I feel.
0: You know, how I feel about it is like, I wouldn't mind it because I know the Spurs can't afford it. Like, right. Literally afford it with the draft picks and the cash they have and, yes, tradable player contracts. And look, if you're telling me right now, and I'm making this up, you, you know, like, oh, um I don't know. Give me a really good point guard that'll fit with San Antonio right now. Um, you know, Mike Conley, or you know, or a um, you know a guy of that nature right. uh, that's a veteran point guard, a presence on that court. And then who would I uh, who's he with? Uh, I I forget what team he's with. Maybe uh, whatever. He but was asking the asking price, I saw Prizes, yeah. And the asking price is something like, okay, well, give us you know Blake Wesley, you know, give give us a, a I don't know if he's worthy of a first rounder, right. but you know, I think the Spurs could help not skip steps, but address issues. And look, you mentioned the DeJounte Murray thing. You know, I understand it's DeJounte, you know, it's, you know, spicy because it's the former player. But yeah, I said a lockdown Spurs before. I'm just glad they at least recognize this point guard spot as an issue. Yeah, It just happened to be DeJounte. But if it had been a timely, right. a Lowry or whoever, you know, OK, good. At least Spurs, I know you recognize the issue, but you know, you mentioned Vassell. He has, he's been kind of having a roller coaster season. It really Definitely. has, you know, shooting wise, it's up and down. I mean, he comes off a uh, career high explosion night, you know, high points, and then has a stretch of games where he just doesn't uh, shoot well and looks almost non-existent. Then we saw against the wizards. He's back again, 20 plus points. Yeah. You, you, do you, do you, do you really think that he's not tradable? I think he probably could be as well. You know, I, I guess kind of like what I mentioned with Jeremy,
1: If in the right deal, I yeah. could see why a team would want Devin Vassell. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. he's very young. Like you mentioned, that consistency's kind of been his his big point this season. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if he can develop and get more of that consistency, he's proven he can score and he can mm-hmm. shoot very well. Um, I guess uh, to your point, I agree. If there's a right deal, if there's something that comes on and there really is a big player that you're only going to grab him if you throw Devin Vassell in this deal, I could see yeah. the Spurs going for it. I really could. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll it would have to be something like seen... it, the, way,
0: the way Atlanta wanted Dejounte, yeah, like that kind of basket. I mean, okay, now we're talking, right?
1: And you know, that's something that you know it could go both ways because you know the Hawks, as you know, when you look at this trade, because the Spurs gave up Dejounte Murray and mm-hmm. he ended up going to the Hawks. The Hawks might want more from San Antonio to be like, hey, well, you want him back? Well, then it's going to be a higher price than last time, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I could see something like that happening, and and I wouldn't want to throw too many assets into a trade for mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray. Um, but, I mean, I like you mentioned, Devin Vassell, I would mm-hmm. consider him, maybe besides Victor, the last mm-hmm. person to trade, but maybe not
0: entirely untouchable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wh- what, what did you think about the fan reaction, you know, from what Peter, the, Peter Jerry Holt had to say? You know, basically, yeah. they're just going to take a slow and steady process. Right. Um, you know, the not all, but most fans kind of, you know, like, oh, no, oh, no. right. You know, right. want to win now. Um, I mean, they're not entirely wrong, are they? They're not, they're, they're really not, you
1: know, and that's something that I honestly found myself getting a little upset about right from the bat, you know, after his first summer league game, when it did not go very well, because the amount of media attention that Victor got on the Spurs and the amount of, you know, posts and just complete hype that he was getting to be on this new team to be in the NBA, it honestly set up the NBA world to be disappointed. Because yes, he's an amazing talent, but right now as a 19-year-old, now now he's 20. But as a twenty year old kid, leading this franchise from a season that almost didn't have twenty wins to try and get it to fifty on his own is tough. That's hard. And he's really found his consistency, has found his groove. And I understand where the Spurs fans are coming from, especially like you mentioned, this younger generation who's only known winning. They want it to be mm-hmm. winning again. You know, they're not used to having to sit through this lull of, you know, losing and winning and losing and losing, you know. So I understand where they're coming from. Um, and I think that a lot of that stems from that hype that Victor received from the yep. beginning of the season because they expected this team uh, to be super yeah. high.
0: I, I wonder if this is still, you know, ripple effects of Kawhi in the situation. You
1: know, you know it? like, oh, it it's, could, a it well it's a superstar.
0: It's the superstar. You don't want to make him too right. unhappy. He might leave. <laughs> you know, right. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. But I you mean, know, two different and, situations, you know. But absolutely. So. I was gonna
1: say being in the building for the Clippers this Thanksgiving, um just hearing their fan reactions, the fact that Pop had to get involved that second game was just mm-hmm. unreal. I think that they very much do feel the effects of that still. You know, it still yeah. is a very sore subject and they would hate to see another superstar leave, especially force his way out. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, I don't know if Victor's the type to do that. Obviously it's too early to tell who really who he is. Yeah. But early impressions say he's not going to do something like that. And that's kind of why I'm on the side of, I think that Peter coming out and saying what he did is, I guess, more proof that they're trying to be intentional and be careful about it yeah. rather than being, you know, not caring about winning. Cause I think he absolutely does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, he does. I mean, you, you look, let's not forget too, and I you know I, I should have brought this up earlier is that the goal, according to Peter J. Holt is to turn the franchise, the team into a uh, NBA super powerhouse team yeah so they wanted to be that type of team basically back in the big three era and they have the right pieces for that currently you know obviously Wimby Devin but it but I I would still tell Spurs fans Matt they're not out of the rebuild process yet I mean I would agree to they're close to getting out of it but they're not out of it yet Matt your thoughts I would agree um
1: I think that this beginning half of the season has proven exactly that you know you Mm -hmm. go on an 18 game losing streak you know that's not signs of being out of a rebuild that is fully Mm -hmm. in rebuild mode you know and I think this first season is the best season of any like Victor actually said it at a shoot around earlier this year like this is the worst version of him that we're gonna see because from this point on he's only gonna get up and now it was interesting because really early on in the season when they took down the Suns twice in a row and Victor had a 38 point game People kind of thought maybe they are really going to be, you know, turning around. But I think not that it was luck. I think that really was skill there. But it's Mm -hmm. hard, you know, Popovich has said this countless times. It's hard to play 48 minutes of a basketball game, you know. And half of the season, only eight wins. Like, they're definitely still in rebuild mode. But like you mentioned, they're close. And I think that that's a very good thing to hold Mm -hmm. on to because they absolutely have their franchise centerpiece with Victor. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of who's going to step up
0: and who's going to be brought in. Yeah, at least the Spurs are positioned well to either make an immediate move or continue with what Peter J. Holt said uh, with the process, not skipping steps. Either way, the Spurs will be fine. Hey, we're not done talking with Matt when we get back. uh, We're going to look at what you have to say, Lockdown Spurs fans. What are you all talking about? We're going to read some comments left on the Lockdown Spurs YouTube fan page. So that's coming up next right here on Lockdown Spurs. Hey, I want to talk to you about Prize Picks. You want to get Prize Picks right now, everybody? Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest, most exciting way to play DFS, and it's just you against the numbers. You don't have to worry about the pros, the sharks, uh, you know, just something that'll keep you away from it. No, it's just you versus the numbers. That's it. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and hopefully, you can start watching those winnings roll in. They got it all at Prize Picks. They have quick withdrawals easy gameplay enormous selection of players you could choose from stat types and what basically that's what makes price picks the number one daily fantasy sports app another reason why you got to go get it also for those who have apple pay they offer apple pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this basketball season then we got weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like taco tuesday for each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. What more do you need? Go to Price Picks right now. I have it. You should get it too. Go to PricePicks.com slash nba Use code NBA for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. PricePicks.com slash nba The code is NBA That'll get your first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Price Picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. This is Emily Swallow, and you are listening to Locked on Spurs with Jeff Garcia. And we're back with Iron Man himself. Oh, that's not Iron Man. Who's that? <laughs> no, that's Matt Guzman. That's Matt Guzman. He is a student at uh, Missouri, correct? Yes. Yeah. And uh, make sure to follow him on X at Matt G Z M A N. I I got to know him, get to meet him uh, during uh, a little stint he had uh, working with us in the media workroom. Asking those questions post-game, all that good stuff, going to uh, Spurs events. Really good kid. Again, make sure to follow him on X at Matt And We're talking all things Spurs, and now we're going to talk about what y'all are talking about when it comes to the silver and black. Now, I, I didn't want to tell Matt what some of the comments, questions that were left. I wanted more of a natural reaction, but I did give him a hint. I did say they're going to be about Wimby and maybe one about Chick, but let's just see how Matt reacts to what y'all are talking about. <laughs> on the lockdown Spurs fan page. And the first one comes from Dolo World, W-R-L-D. That's how they spelled it on the fan page. It says, "This that was crazy, is that they were close. Even if Wemby would have still been out there, they might have lo- lost by the same amount. Now they're talking about the, the most recent game where the Spurs uh, took the loss. Um, what are your thoughts about that, um, that... This team, although they're maybe losing, you know, recently, and we know that Wimby's on the minutes restriction, but they're kind of staying competitive even without right. him. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, that was kind of something that was evident
1: early on. You know, Victor made it his goal not to miss any games, but mm-hmm. obviously he was going to miss at least one or two. He's missed a few, you know, and obviously that ankle injury right before the Mavs game kind of set him back on this whole minutes restriction. Mm-hmm. But Early on, whenever he would miss games, the Spurs just looked lost, you know, even though they had been without him and it was kind of, it was resemblant of the same team that had been there the last three seasons before him, you know, with Keldon as the front runner and Devin Vassell kind of joined there later. But I think as of recently, the Spurs, not just Wendy, but the entire team has kind of found a rhythm. You know, they've learned how to move and how to work without him in the lineup sometimes because they've had to, you know, and Zach Collins was out. But now that Collins is back, they have another center. And, you know, Dominic Barlow's kind of
0: kind of Mm -hmm. fleshed
1: out a little bit more um i think that it's a really really good sign that the spurs are able to stay competitive and we're talking about that charlotte loss where he wasn't Mm -hmm. playing now it says something that they blew out the hornets with Wemby and without him you know they lose but at the same time like to the fans comment it's very um it's a very good sign that they were able to stay competitive without him in the lineup
0: and what i like about it too is that i'm glad that this the spurs team goes through games of life without Wemby. Yes. I think if they start leaning on him as more as a crutch, right. then you know they're not going to know how to deal with it when he's not out there. And uh so I'm okay with him sometimes with the load management. Uh and these are the situations where I do. I mean, let the let let your Keldons and your Jeremy and your Trey Absolutely. Jones, all those guys figure it out without having your main weapon on both ends of the court. Sure. And uh, that gets them going. You it, it's funny you mentioned Barlow because you know you gotta wonder where Barlow may be if Bassie never got hurt. You know, right, because they'll exactly. be in the G League, you know. Bassi. you know, he was the backup to uh Wimby, you know, yes. so uh, you know, he got injured, so you know, those doors open for him. And again, you know, it just tells you the, the impact of Wimby. You know, we've been with him on the court, we know what he can do off the court. We know this team can perhaps handle teams, at least yep. stay in the fight for sure. You know, for his teams, uh, where you know they could have used him. Uh, you know, do they win? against charlotte with him probably i think they do i would but, agree uh but again life without wimby is although maybe upsetting for you spurs fans but i think <laughs> it's good for the spurs and their development to learn how to play without Absolutely. him all right let's look at the next comment here this is comes from henry rojas 2783 it's about the big game this week yeah. uh chet versus Wemby in san antonio and of course the rookie of the year chase Now, Henry says, Wimby will settle the rookie of the year against the Thunder in their next three matchups. Barring injury, Wimby should be available for those games. Buying or selling that Wimby is going to put his lock on that award in the next three matchups versus Chet?
1: You know, I'm hesitant to say agree. Just because the last matchup the two teams had, neither of the stars Mm -hmm. shined both Wendy yeah. and Chet kind of took a back seat in that game. Um, now I, you know, just to to give a little early spoiler, I'm of the argument that Victor is the rookie of the year. I do believe mm-hmm. that he's proven that, especially over the last 10 games to be doing what he's doing on a minutes restriction. Um, and you know, that's not a knock on what, you know, Chet has done over in OKC because that team is is thriving right now. That team is one of yeah, the best teams are. in the league and there's only they're only one spot ahead of the Spurs as far as youth. Um, and age. And so it's really impressive what they're doing over there. Now, I think you kind of have to look at whether or not they would be able to produce the same way or produce the mm. same kind of points, kind of, you know, production with different situations. But as far as the Spurs versus Thunder goes, I don't know if it's going to settle it in that game because mm. of just what happened last time. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to say, um, but at the same time, I'm very excited to see if they can both kind of do their thing this time instead of just taking yeah. that back seat and and doing that. absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, as of this NBA season, Chet's Thunder team is up on the Spurs and Wimby one to nothing. Yep. Uh, it, it, you know, he's won uh, Chet the last two back to back Rookie of the Month awards. Um. But we're not done with Henry's comments. So he goes on to say, okay. Matt, that Chet has been more efficient and his contributions have contributed to his team's winning record. With that said, Wimby still been more dominate and should be able to dominate Chet in the remaining games. I don't know if they're gonna. He's gonna dominate Chet because, you know, even pre NBA, the, these guys have gone at it before, right? And it's it's almost a wash. It's almost a wash. Like, okay, well, Wimby. Ha- I'm making this up. Wimby has. 20 points la! he beat Chet you know Chet has 18 but you know Chet's connected more in the field goal shots when he yeah, did it I mean yep. it's like neck and neck right there do you think it'll be a neck and neck race to the bitter end for the Roy I could see
1: that and you know to Henry's point he mentioned that Chet is contributing to the team's success a little bit more mm-hmm. now I just had this conversation I think that if this were an MVP debate Chet would take it just because of how good the thunder have been versus how Mm -hmm. bad the Spurs have been. Now this Mm -hmm. is the rookie of the year. It's not nearly as reliant on how good the team is doing simply Mm -hmm. the, the rookies production and impact on the, on the, on the floor. Um, I will say, I I think that it will be a neck-to-neck race, you know, all the way to the end of the season. Um, I think Victor's bound to win one of these Rookie of the Month awards. Yeah, he is. Um, At some point, you know, maybe when he comes off that minutes restriction, if he can just up all of those numbers that he's been putting on Mm -hmm. while having to sit on the bench for most of the game. Um, I do think it will be a close race at the end of it, however. I, I do think so.
0: Yeah, I, I actually got him penciled in for the next award, the next working okay. month award. Yeah, I, I think so, because he's been on a tear recently. Absolutely. And all those Spurs are not winning as much as the Thunder have been, but they have won a couple more games. So, right. They've looked a lot better. They looked a lot better. Uh, he definitely does look a lot better. The numbers are there. We are, we all know it. I don't have to tell you, the listeners, you know, Wimby's, Wimby's just been. Destroying, you know, on the court on both ends of the court, right? And uh, Vic, uh not Victor, I'm sorry, Chad has kind of had a little bit of a dip. Um, uh, that, that may impact him in the next award for the Rookie of the Month award. But I do have Victor's getting the next one. I, I just cannot see a full season to go by without him not like, getting one. I agree, you know, just one. I agree. But as far as the, the Rookie of the Year award race is going, Vegas. Caesar Sportsbooks has Chet still winning out the award. And know what they say, Matt, Vegas always knows. So, do you think <laughs> you be you think Spurs seeing. fans you would be crushed if it's Chet winning the rookie of the year award at the end of the day?
1: I think Spurs fans will be crushed um yeah, if, be, if yeah. Victor doesn't win, I think they're I think to be extreme, they might say that like, you know, it was a, a wasted season if Victor couldn't even win rookie of the mm-hmm. year cuz obviously the Spurs aren't yeah. in a position to make a playoff run, but I also don't think. I think Spurs fans will be crushed. I don't think it's the end of the world by any means. I oh, think no, 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 no. If yeah. Chet ends up winning, it may be because they factor in that team success. And yeah. Victor's going to have plenty of that in years to come. He doesn't need this mm-hmm. award to prove anything. He's proven himself yeah. already. Um, so I, I am interested to see how it goes. And you know, you, you're right. Vegas does tend to know things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we shall see. Eight.
0: Yeah, Vegas had the Spurs winning only twenty two games this year. All of us were like laughing at them. Mm-hmm. And now they're, we're being laughed at. <laughs> y'all yeah. really thought this team was going to win more than twenty two. Look at them; they only got what eight wins so far on right. the season. So, wow, what a what a down season has been. But hey, you know there is promise. The Victor is looking great. You know the future is bright if you factor in the uh, draft picks, the cap space. Yes, Absolutely. tradable asset players as well so hopefully the spurs will get out of the rebuild sooner than later but according to peter j holt it's going to take a little while and according to you guys spurs fans uh y'all want that win now mentality but we'll see we'll see what the spurs are going to be doing in the upcoming season months days games etc he is matt guzman make sure to follow him on x at matt gzman and tell us what's going on with you
1: um well i'm going to continue to write from here um I'll just be doing coverage of the games and as many features as I can be. Those are my favorites. Um, but other than that, I'm just going to be around. I'm, I'm always up on, on Twitter. My DMs are open. Feel free to throw your chat comments at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of my roommates actually is a big chat fan, so we have this conversation co- oh, constantly. Man,
0: awkward. <laughs> but, yeah,
1: I really appreciate your time. I'm glad you had me on. I would love to come back if you'd have me. Um, this is yeah. a great experience, and it was great meeting you, too, in San Antonio. I loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we we had we never had a few times. We got to chat a little bit between uh conference people coming out, you know, Wimby stick yeah. come back. So we gotta catch up again. He is Matt Guzman. Again, you see his X handle right there. Make sure to go follow it. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow on Lockdown Spurs. More silver and black shocker. Um, hopefully discussing wins, hopefully discussing positive stuff instead of the rebuild. We'll see what the Spurs have in store for us in the coming week. I think our next guest tomorrow will be Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. So he'll be joining us again on Lockdown Spurs. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Free and available we podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Kens Five Plus app, YouTube. The list goes on and on. And uh, check out Lockdown Sports Today, a 24 7 streaming channel only on YouTube. The Lockdown Sports shows, yes, every league from the local host to the national host to the regional host, we're all there. on YouTube, Lockdown Sports Today. Go subscribe to it right now. So for Matt, Ironman, Guzman, I am Jeff (laughs) Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.